you have just been invaded by. Hey there, guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room, and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch on the 6th of July 2021. In this particular episode, we're going to be chatting about the original reel of film from Wild Gunman has been found. Streets of Rage 4's DLC, Mr. X's Nightmare, gets a release date and a physical release announcement. Prepare to hurl up and down and all around with the first person Sonic Generations mod and of course all of the latest drama around the Intellivision Amico which may have resulted in the authorities getting involved. All of that on today's episode with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member and if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover then please do let us know in the dedicated room over on Discord. Plus if you are listening to this podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world then please do give us a little review as it really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers anyway enough of the plugs let's get on with the show right let's move in to today's topic of which there was only four until a few hours ago when something rather big but not really big uh yeah okay yeah squibby i like to call it squibby like a damp squib so (laughs) what's your opinion uh grizzly on this new nintendo switch dare i say pro it's not (laughs) dare is the right word um Right, so I think I echo a lot of people on the internet right now um, by saying this isn't exactly what we wanted. Um, So the new Switch has just been announced, um, and essentially what it is, it's the same hardware as before. However, there are notable improvements to audio. Um, The screen is now OLED, which is beautiful. Um, You know, I, I love OLED on everything, and... I, I like to think that the Vita had OLED uh, so that the Switch could run with it. Um, so thank you, Sony, in your own little way. Um, yeah. And also, it's ever so slightly larger uh, and it's a little bit heavier, which all sounds very nice. But um, the one glaring omission, this is very typical of Nintendo, is that they do seem to be, uh, they always seem to be holding something back for the next thing. And in this case, it's 4K. Now, a lot of people might not think that missing 4K is a big issue. I know a lot of people who are still gaming on 1080p TVs. And the majority of my Nintendo gaming is on a 1080p TV. Um, I've got a 4K TV. I'd like to use it and make everything to look nice. Um, But the, the, the biggest problem I see is that these are all very nice features. All of the features that are on this are very nice if you're a handheld player if you're playing docked like me who primarily plays the switch docked there is no real benefit apart from say the enhanced audio which to be honest is just saying that we've added some nice speakers and some nice um processing it's not really a selling point to me but you know it's it's Nintendo doing a mid-generation or end-of-generation upgrade, and I'm sure we'll see the Switch 2 and 
a couple of years' time. Um, but yeah, be interested to see what other people think. Now, I do play my Switch primarily in uh, handheld mode. I like to play it there while me and my wife have something that I'm not that I, I, I it's just on in the background that I don't need to really pay too much attention to. I normally am sitting there playing on my Switch, and um, I uh, I I like this, and I've got no issue with this. And honestly, I really don't think this is news if it wasn't for the five hundred thousand videos reporting that a Switch Pro is going to be coming out, and it never was. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and uh, unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. Um, those videos get hardcore amounts of views, and um, already there's 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 so many videos based on the fact that um, this thing's out, and it's. I don't see any. Okay, so the new the new Nintendo 3DS that was actually an upgrade that was worth talking about because it, unless you've actually held one of those things, uh, which I have, not near me. Uh, my son looks like he's taking it away. Um, if you play that thing in 3D mode, uh, your it, it moves with your head. Yeah. Now, if you've ever played a 3D uh, a Nintendo 3DS without that on, which was the original uh, that 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 purpley pearl look pearl looking uh, one, um, uh, oh, let's put this on loop. Um, as soon as you slightly move your head, it all went weird and jolted. As as cool as it was, as long as you kept your head directly forward, um, it it really did break away from that illusion. This new, the newer version they did was actually incredible. It's such a lovely leap. It didn't do anything too much graphically. It was, a, there was, you know, the XL and all that sort of stuff. And I just see this as, as nothing more than oh, like a DSI or a, um, yeah, a, 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 an XL system. It's, I don't see it as anything more than that. Or even remember when they changed the, 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 the Game Boy Advance to that, the normal one to the SP, it's nothing really more than that. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it, well, to be fair, even the SP had a backlit screen as opposed to the standard Game Boy Advance. This, Those were tangible benefits. An OLED screen is nice. Don't get me wrong. I love OLED screens. My main TV is an OLED. But let's just face it, a 1080p screen, and for people who are not discerning of, you know, the quality of an OLED device, they're not really going to go... Well, that's three hundred and fifty quid well spent, are they? It's, they're just going to go. It's I guess it's nicer. The seven inch as opposed to a five inch screen is nicer. To be honest, it's it's not even that much of an upgrade, and I I do wonder how their SKUs are going to sit now. Because it isn't, it isn't much of an upgrade, but I don't think Nintendo needed to upgrade. They've got a system that's selling mental loads. This this yeah. they didn't need to put this out. This was just for people. You know, it's, it's no different than the light. It's literally no different than the light. You know, it's not really... Um, it's yeah. just a slight revision. Um, and, well, uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I will get this thing when my my Switch has started to show its age a little bit. Give it a year or two. Uh, I've got a collection of maybe 150 games behind me for the Nintendo Switch. Um, I adore the console. Give it a year or so when I want to get myself a newer, nicer one uh, to play all those games on, I'll get this one. I'm not going to be rushing out the door to get it, though. Um, and... That's exactly what it needed to be. People, people, people are expecting some kind of massive 4K uh, new functionality system, and it, there's no reason for Nintendo to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's exactly like in 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 your use case, it's perfect for you because it's just another way to enjoy one of your favorite consoles. Yeah, um, and a lot of people will look for that. A lot of people, you know, 
I get reminded of that Simpsons joke about the Malibu Stacy dolls and they're releasing a new hat and they're going, but it's exactly the same doll. Yeah, but it's got a new hat. Um, or in this case, it's yep, got a yep. new screen. But it, what really strikes me as weird about this, because Nintendo, since they announced the Switch, it's always been about the free configurations. It's been about your, um, ta- uh, your handheld mode, tabletop. Well, let's just call it the switch console and handheld or the docked experience but they don't really have just a primarily console based experience all they've done is improve the handheld thing and to be honest i have never seen anyone out in public playing on their switch have you i i I honestly have but like nothing compared to what the old advanced ones were you know of the days yeah. of the advance and, and the and the uh the, the 3ds and the and the psp even you know um, the only time but, i um, the only yeah. time i would is when i go to I've events got, to watch a game yeah i've got a kid that has the light so he only plays it in handheld obviously that's his only choice and his friends do come over and they all have theirs and they do play it in handheld so there is a market for it but this isn't obviously for a six-year-old kid this is for someone like me that wants an upgraded switch uh and i'm not going to go out of my way to get it right on day of release but when that one dies i'll i'll get this so hey uh let's just hope they fix the bloody um the, the, these are joy cons 3.0 but actually work because i've got yeah. two sets of joy cons and both of them have drift um an actual fact the what i use is this bad boy i use these uh hori controllers on the side of mine uh and what i'll probably do with this is just put those hori controllers straight onto this white switch that won't look any different yeah. than the one i've got <laughs> I think the thing that gets me as well is that they still haven't fixed the charger position for the USB-C on the bottom. I know you kind of use like a pogo pin uh, type dock, but being able to charge it in tabletop mode would be nice. <laughs> you think they would have looked at that? Yeah, then... yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, that is a new Nintendo. It's really just a slight alteration. People that were expecting a Nintendo Switch, don't be angry at Nintendo. Be angry at the Several YouTubers, you know who they are, that yeah. have made expectation versus reality. That's exactly yeah, yeah, the... what you got right here. I know I'm partially disappointed myself, but come on, come on. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'd lo- I'd love for them to have announced the 4K switch. But <laughs> I also understand there was literally no point in them doing it. <laughs> it's like this this system is selling. Fa- Otherwise, they're going to go down the route of Sega back in the day, releasing add-on after add-on after add-on for the Mega Drive when they didn't need to. Sega would still be with us possibly if they didn't keep pumping out these weird mechanic these weird little add-ons and just focused on the sega saturn um and that's what nintendo doing they're focusing on whatever they're going to be working on next i'm sure that's already well into development whatever the switch 2 will be called um uh hopefully they don't go down that route they actually give it a proper name i really do miss the days of consoles actually being given awesome names like dreamcast and 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 gamecube and stuff like that i don't like this playstation one two three four five generation in and especially not xbox 360 one series i hate it no with with that naming convention you know exactly what you're getting it's unlike the wii u yeah which if they changed it to wii 2 it would have made sense yeah yeah there you go that that don't, please don't do that don't call this switch you or whatever you want to, you know down yeah. that route but uh the new nintendo switch oh, oh that was so <laughs> oh. I, 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 I literally my six-year-old son bought his I, I put this up on twitter and i got quite a lot of people uh back on this they were where is it here it is right here 
He bought his first ever retro game. For him, it's retro. This game came out six years before he was born. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. And as he held it, he was like, why is it called new if it's on the Wii? Because he knows the Wii's an old system. I'm like, well, when it came out, it was new. And he looked at me and he's like, but why did they do that? Because it's not going to be new straight away. I'm like, you've just mastered it. Every single person thought the same. And if a six-year-old kid can work it out, what are Nintendo doing? Um, what were they doing during that period? Everything. I, I, I had a new Nintendo 3DS at one point, And oh, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? What were they thinking? Please what were they thinking? The new Switch. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> well look before we do carry on and move on to the next topic i've got to give a shout out to everybody that voted over on uh twitter and youtube i put it out there i asked the question so the switch pro uh will you be picking one up leave your opinions down below we will read the best ones out on uh, on tonight's show at uh slopes cast we got 78.2 percent. let me give it a refresh see if that's been updated um yeah okay so 119 people voted over on twitter uh 78.2 said nope and 21.8 said yep i also put this out over on youtube and i've got pretty much the exact same results we'll give one quick last refresh um yeah look at that it's literally the exact same results 79% said nope and 29 uh 21% said yes and that was uh 881 votes so we've had about a thousand votes on this since earlier on this morning when i put it out you're looking down some of the ones you got here peter wood if i didn't already have one this would be the clear choice and there's something we've actually yeah, yeah that's a perfectly there. good way to look at it yeah exactly it's my thinking as well when that one dies i'll buy the new one there's no reason for me to get this on day of release um uh, i'm mostly a handheld player but the only thing that got my attention was the better stand not paying extra for that at least people will shut up about the switch pro now pokey mario 6456 massive high five to you my friend yeah i've got a lot of respect for those youtubers and like i say i'm not going to drop many names here i mean i speak to those guys uh, not for a while but i have spoken to those guys um but my god thank god those switch pro videos are now going to end they probably won't but it'll be switch two next switch yeah, two yeah. leaks that's it um so michael towns hey michael towns uh, also used mine docked for a while after release of Breath of the Wild, but have exclusively played handheld since. Uh, paying for an upgrade kind of sucks, but I'm kind of keen at the same time since me launched console bits is a bit curvy. Apparently that's something that happens to a lot that hasn't happened to mine. Uh, but drifty, yes, mine has gone drifty. And the new one does look pretty nice, but may also possibly wait it out instead of going all in at launch again and uh, instead in case there's any issues. So... If I played Docked, though, I'd uh, be a whole lot less willing to pick one up. And that's the same as you, isn't it, Grizzly? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I only ever play Docked. Uh, I prefer my Nintendo consoles to be on the TV. Uh, I do like handheld gaming, but the native Switch controls are a bit of a pain. Uh, I've got one of those, um, the Demon X Machina controllers that you have, the Hori Switchpad Pro, but it's still no substitute. I just like it on the big screen. We got people on the other end here. Uh, Jed Schaefer says a screen the Vita had ten years ago, a fatter yep. stand and a LAN port. Big effing deal. Um, got seven thumbs up. I'm I'm saying it out loud because there's obviously people out there that that, that agree with him. Um, uh, and then you got someone underneath with a funky name. Exactly. Uh, and all of and all Nintendards will eat it up. 
as if we're manna uh, from the heavens with its cough. You know, it's, um, it's, it's, it always amazes me how far people stretch to put two words together. There's, there's simpler ways, but I'm not going to recite them here. I'll let them figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yep, the Vita screen is swell. Looks still look good today. Says Lemony Biscuit. It does. I love my Vita. Vita is a great system. It's one of the ones I really wish I collected for. Really do. Great little machine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just another way to sell off their old tired hardware until they release something else. I mean, full, that was full throttle seventy three days. Getting thumbs up from some people. Um, I will say that honestly, that is absolutely no different than anyone. Like, I respect you commenting right there, but the Xbox came out of the Xbox One um, X, was it called? The the upgraded Xbox One. Um, oh, yeah. The PlayStation 4 came up with a PlayStation 4 Slim and a Pro model. Yeah. Um, you know, like, the, the, the Switch has already had a light out. So, I mean, every single co company does this. Uh, and we, yeah. will see, we will see smaller Oreo-looking PlayStation 5s and... and and hopefully less fridge-like looking Xbox Ones. Oh, yeah, um, I'll give it two, two to three years max until we start seeing the new Nintendo hardware. This is... this is, uh, there, is already a, there is already an alternative to both of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One. That's <laughs> the digital version of the, yeah. the PlayStation 5 and <laughs> the Slimline uh, Series S. Just save the money. You would have spent um, and use it on the Switch 2 or whatever the next one is, says Brazil Works. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm just looking down here, seeing if there's anyone that's got any few, a few more. Uh, no, I have my Switch connected to my OLED TV 90% of the time, so I see no reason to get it. And I think that is really what it's all about, isn't it? If you are yeah. someone that literally just plays it on your, um, what well, like 100% of the time on on your TV, there's really kind of no point to get it. There's absolutely no point to get it actually. Besides maybe the LAN import, and I, I saw a few people in the comments saying there's a 64 gigabyte. Uh, internal uh, memory on this uh, upgraded. <laughs> Don't get me started on the LAN port because what's really funny about the LAN port is that people are using a USB port uh, converter from the Wii to add a, a Ethernet LAN to their Nintendo Switch dock. From the, However, for the Wii U, you mean? The one for the Wii. Oh, really? Uh, because, yeah, the Wii U never had one. The one that uses, used the same Wii thing. It was literally just Ethernet to USB. You could make one. Um, they were very cheap. But um, what they've done in the process is that they've removed the USB port that would have been used for that feature and replaced it with the LAN port. But if you had no interest in having an Ethernet port, you've now lost the charge point for your Pro Controller or extra extra governs. They there, just... There's an extra USB on the inside, though. And, and no. two on the... Is it? Not, sure not is. on the inside. They've removed it. The one for uh, <laughs> the one that they were it's using. One. I'm sure there is. Nah, 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 nah. Look, you USB on the on the inside of your switch. Yeah, so there was one on There's your switch. Anymore. Yeah, they've changed that into a LAN port. Oh, right, I see. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's quite funny. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I've just actually broken my switch case. I need to. Oh, it's just a clip. It will clip back in. Yeah. Maybe it's time to get that upgrade. <laughs> Three, 310 smackers, please. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a game as quickly down um, uh, on, uh, you, uh, um, on Twitter as well. 
The only way I'll grab this is if I can get some sort of trading deal with my old Switch, other than the upgrades appear to be superficial and not in any way significant to warrant a full price purchase, says David Cameron. Even if you don't own a Switch, you're still better off buying the OG model as it's 50 quid cheaper unless they just flat out stop supporting it and it becomes obsolete. Um, yep, nothing really but facts there, if I'm honest, uh, in my opinion. Um, no, it's the same Switch. Also, the prices of the devices are still pretty high, and I have a good PC and PlayStation 4, says uh, Varguin. Um, yeah, but you're not playing I mean, Breath of the Wild on that PS4, are you? Come on. Yeah, I, 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 I always find that a funny argument when someone compares it to a, a, a system that isn't that particular console. It, it, it's like, okay, well, go carry on playing Splatoon 2 and Breath of the Wild and all of the uh, Mario Odyssey over on your PC. See how far you know, that gets. You know what that makes me think of? Back in the day when all of the people on the playground would say, I don't need a Game Boy, I've got a ball in a cup. <laughs> you never heard that, did you? <laughs> um, my answer to Nintendo in a very capable words of the Demon King. Ooh, angry, angry. But like I say, don't be angry, Nintendo. This is just, this is just Nintendo making the... the not really the PlayStation 4 Pro, but maybe more like the PlayStation Slim, really. Um, yeah. And be angry at the people that are constantly selling you this because it was never. Be angry at people that keep buying it despite the fact that they don't want it. Mm. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll leave it with this one because uh, I like Control Alt Reese. Good channel, good channel. I thought about getting a switch on and off since it launched, but decided to hold off when the pro rumors started circulating. I reckon I'll more than likely pick one up, uh, pick one of these up when they're available. There, there we go. go. Proper use there case there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I, for me, someone that's a pretty hardcore uh, collector for the Switch, uh, it's my go-to system, uh, even though it's the least powerful of the free gen, uh, of the free, even the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One X, I still get the games for the Switch because I just like to collect for it. I will not be buying this on day of release. Um, I'll get it when I need it. Um, <laughs> there well, we are. Will the Joy-Cons drift like God intended? <laughs> so thank you all so much um, for that one. Um, uh, Michael Towns says $540 uh, kind of hurts. Yeah, it's not, uh, not a nice price tag, uh, but hey, people are buying them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Um, so... It was something that we chucked on at the end. We wasn't going to uh, add more than four topics today, but uh, how can you not bring this up? You know, hey, it's Switch Pro. I've got to be. I've got to be just like those other people. I've got to get some views in on here. Um. <laughs> well, it's 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 sometimes it's nice to be able to like turn around and say, yeah, they got us too, because we we did a podcast and we talked about the Switch Pro leaks when they yeah. seem to be pretty solid you know um it, it's hard not to get caught up in all of the hype or the the potential like what could it be Ooh, ah um but it's also kind of funny to go back and say well we weren't that bad you know uh, so you know maybe go back and watch the old podcast and tell me if i'm wrong but you know it's just one of those it's one of those things isn't it Expectation versus that, we already had people in the comments like, oh don't talk about the pro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i will uh give michael townsend uh some some more props here as well me and him were chatting about this earlier um and um yeah i i think i think i think he's nailed it with everything that he's been saying here um like i say it's it's just for those people out there that want to that, 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 that want to get a switch you know or need a new one <laughs> and um he also did mention about the fact that you know there was a lot of people upset at E3 that Nintendo didn't meant that, that didn't uh, announce this, and I think uh, he actually brought this up. 
uh, and I agree with him. Um, we think that basically it would have hurt Nintendo if the reveal of this Switch Pro was this. Yeah. Um, it would have actually taken all of the attention away from Metroid Dread and, and, and whatever else they were showing um, uh, because isn't what people were expecting again not to nintendo's fault so there you go it's not that though they would have got laughed at uh Ciclan, Dad. it's more of a case of that i think when when you do a big showcase like e3 and they've they've got first-hand experience of doing this mm-hmm. if you announce a new cons- piece of console hardware and um, alongside a bunch of games people automatically think that you're going to need the new console to play them and they yeah. don't want to do that um even if the switch is the same specification, they don't want to cause any confusion like with the Wii U. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we're playing the trailer for people that are watching this live. And um, it's obviously a shot of people playing on a system that kind of doesn't exist yet. You know, uh, and all, 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 essentially stock footage, but, you know, made for the trailer. <laughs> um have you ever played on a handheld in your hallway, in your tiny little hallway on a wooden bench? It's never really been my go-to place to play video games. Uh, I don't know. Got... That's a pretty impressive hallway, I've got to say. <laughs> he's, got a, he's, got a, he's got an umbrella collection. So. I'm just amazed that his shirt matches his hallway. It's turquoise. Wow. That's bold. Pretty built as well, isn't he? Pretty built. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on from the, uh, the, the sexy man selling the Nintendo Switch. Bro. <coughs> Thank God that's all over. And let's move on to uh, our next topic, which is streets. Gone, gone. Oh, I thought I thought it was going to be the other one. Never mind. I know it is. It is. Yeah, I've skipped ahead. (laughs) You have. I was I was going to say an immortal line from a film. Um, You mean you have to play with your hat? Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. Back to the future. I I got some. Yeah, this will be good for tonight for today's stream i can't see anything now but i've got some back to the future sunglasses how relevant is this so for people out there that don't know what the hell we're talking about <laughs> in <laughs> back to the future part two i'm right in saying that that's right isn't it that's it yeah yeah back to the future part two marty mcfly uh goes back to the future and uh, he sees a very young Elijah Wood, because obviously the film was filmed in the past, not the future. And uh, they find a wild gunman versus arcade machine, which doesn't exist. But um, it was always infamous because, hey, look, there's a wild gunman arcade machine in that film that doesn't exist. Um, and, uh, you know, they take the mickey out of it. What, you use your hands? You know, like all that sort of stuff. It's all funny. It's all funny. And um, for people out there that have actually watched my complete history on Wild Gunman, you'll know that uh, it didn't start with the old NES uh, game. It definitely didn't start with the arcade game. What it did start as, um, uh, well, was actually a few different weird uh, uh, contraption-y games published by Sega, of all people, back when Nintendo and Sega were uh, sort of allies in the arcade days before they were uh, the 8-bit and 16-bit rivals that everyone knows them to be. But they also released, um, which was essentially the birth of the FMV game, uh, where you would shoot a cowboy on the screen, you know, wild gunman. And um, yeah, if you shoot quick enough, he would go down. It's, it's literally as bare bones as a game could get. You have to hold your gun down, sort of like in a holster position, and you bring it up and you shoot him quicker than he shoots you. It's, you know, draw. That's the whole game. That is the whole game. Well, um, 
footage of that game uh, is online. Uh, very, very, very rough footage, but hardly any arcade systems of that exist anymore. I believe there's one in Paris um, somewhere, um, which is the footage that most people see on YouTube from that one machine. Um, but people have been trying to get hold of the reels uh, of this game um, because, you know, video game preservation. And, yeah. well, uh, Video D, because there was four videos it would play, has been discovered and it's being preserved. Um, yeah. And as someone that's into this sort of things, I've done a complete history on Wild Gunman. It's obviously nothing but a good thing. We say it all the time. Anyone that preserves gaming like this is doing a good thing yeah i mean what's really cool about this is that th this these real these reels of film are really volatile you're talking 16 millimeter oh, yeah. film back from the 70s uh it's not the kind of thing that survives the passage of time especially yeah. if it's not looked after and considering these are arcade cabinets they weren't um so there are eight reel reels of film uh each yep two makes up one of the what potential scenarios that you can face and the one that's been discovered is film d so there's four of which and as you can see on the screen um you can see there's like four different uh five different cowboys or you know wild gunmen that you can take on each with varying levels of difficulty so it's a real step in the right direction and a real piece of history uh nintendo history which i know a lot of people love um, yeah that is you just come out of the out of the blue really it's great um I, i'd love to see if someone was able to find all of these and try and restore it in some way make it playable it's got to be in the nintendo archives and this is what i don't understand and i'm hoping eventually these 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 legendary companies like nintendo and even sega and all these other companies atari everyone else that have access to these archives um that are, basically just collecting more dust than <laughs> the new oya like they 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 do something with it can you imagine if once every even if it was once a quarter or something uh, nintendo put up on the eShop a 99p game of some of them turning this into a game because it would be the easiest game to make I'm, I'm sure there'd be indie developers out there that could make this within a week tops like possibly oh, in a day yeah. or two if they just had the original footage because it is just an fmv game if you shoot quick enough it flips to a, uh, a um a small bit of footage of the cowboy falling down if you don't it says you lose it's basic but it would actually be quite a good way to to showcase the uh the history of of these classic companies and just constantly trying to redo the next animal crossing and just constantly getting that i think it would and it would do so much for their directs as well Imagine like dropping it, and and this this quarter's little uh, throwback to history is is uh, they're releasing Sheriff, the old arcade game Sheriff. It would be, it would take no time to put those up, ninety nine p or even for free. It would just it would show so much cool history uh, for these companies, and I really do believe that they need to to do it. Um, I remember the second video I ever put out on my channel was the fact that I think Sega need to make. Uh, need to need to revive their classic franchises in in their original form rather than trying to make uh, I think it was Golden Axe Beast Rider and stuff like that which were terrible uh, and the Altered Beast 3D game they need to they need to bring that back into a 2D setting and get people like Way Forward and now you got people like Dot, Dot Mu actually doing that thing and it's reviving their classic franchises and it it it, it, it makes people want to find more about the history of these these incredible companies and I think. 
Nintendo, they're already kind of doing that because, you know, they make two, they're making a new 2D Metroid game and what have you, but they've got so much in their archives that they're just probably never going to touch. Um, but they could, and it would get so much media coverage on that company. It's, to me, it's a win-win situation, uh, and uh, I would love for them to, to to put something like Wild Gunman on the uh, eShop yeah. for 99p, because it would cost them nothing to make. <laughs> it's such an oddity, isn't it? It's like it's the kind of yeah. thing that people would love to like look back on um yeah. definitely I'd, I'd i'd love to see it i'd certainly play it yeah yeah uh, it'd be something you, you put on and i think most people would put it on turn it off and never look at it again but just just to show a little bit of history of these incredible companies uh so cloud so yeah it'd be 14.99 most likely um, oh yeah and mugs like me would pay that <laughs> but uh yeah it's, it, it would be nice to, to see a bit of history um but regardless yes film d of the four uh films which are two of the reels have been discovered and by the looks of things they are actually getting um uh preserved in some way not sure exactly how that's going to happen yet but definitely it's going to be happening go and check out my complete history on wild gunman and also go and check out critical kate who's also done some history on wild gunman and i think between us two the two videos uh, i've covered stuff that she didn't and she mentioned quite a bit there that i didn't as well so i think if you're really interested in the game one of the most basic games that nintendo ever made it's such a basic game pick up the gun and point to the screen and shoot it quickly um i mean do you even need to aim is it is it no, just, you just one of those pointing towards the screen i believe there, there's like a, they, they added an extra mini game where you do aim uh, and you have to shoot yeah. the right people in the, in so the it's NES like um or... it's like an old school accelerometer um so it pick it recognizes when you pick up the gun so you do your draw and then yeah. the trigger you just it just needs to register that it's hit the screen i'm guessing yeah, 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 yeah. Of things like duck hunt after that yeah is it it's 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 as absolute bare bones basic as a game can get. And I love that because, you know, these companies for the most part started off as arcade companies. And that's what I grew up on because most of Sega's ports were of their arcade games, which were for the most part, very quick games. And um, I, yeah, I, I, would, I would love to see some more stuff like this. So fantastic work. There's obviously never going to be any other angle on this particular segment. You know, <laughs> they're preserving classic Nintendo and, incredible work to those people that are actually doing that love to see it love yeah. to see it good stuff good <laughs> stuff now from nintendo we're going to look at classic sega streets of rage 4 you sent there dot uh, mu um put out streets of rage 4 about what was it, about a year and a half ago now um favorite glorious game year. year yeah oh, definitely definitely it was awesome the sonic game. You know, originally i was a bit critical of it because you know when it comes to streets of rage it's hard not to be but it really was the Sonic Mania of uh, Streets of Rage games. Um, it's just absolutely brilliant, and I recommend anyone pick it up. I'm sure it'll come up free on the Epic Play Store or something like that. So when it does, yeah, make sure you get hold of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and ever since then, we've been waiting for the DLC. And uh, people who people who watch the podcast a lot will probably be sick of us even talking about this game <laughs> because it seems every other week there's something to talk about when it comes to streets of rage but this is definitely you know and Ian, don't shut up about the amico and all your hate on the amico we don't shut up about streets of rage and don't expect it to be stopping anytime soon because this game is awesome 
<laughs> it is. It is completely. And just to be able to play as Shiva, Estelle, Max uh, in the new DLC looks really cool. Mania Plus looks really cool. The fact that you can wield a swordfish looks really cool. Um, and I'm really hoping there's some more soundtrack in there as well for us. Absolutely. However, uh, as a bit of a Streets of Rage 4 collector, even down to the point that I've got it right here, actually, uh, the little, uh, the little uh, <laughs> action figure... <laughs> Which was so overpriced. I have mine too. Yeah, you got yours. Uh, I've got like the, the 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 pins there from Lineage Studios, the vinyl soundtrack. I've got the uh, limited run, big box, standard box, merge games, one which was uh, signature editions games, the Japanese import of Bare Knuckle, and um, the... Uh, was that all of them, actually? I think that might have been all of them. Well, it's not all of them now because there's another edition <laughs> coming out in september um which is pretty painful because that means i'm probably gonna have to buy it to complete my set i've gone this far yeah well you know in for a penny we don't really know much about it except for the fact that merge games are the people are doing it which means it's going to be coming out on signature edition i've got a fair few signature edition um uh, sort of limited runny type collection sets um and um yeah now i'm about to have another uh so this is going to be like the way they did like sonic mania plus you know it's going to be like all of the game all of the game and all of its content onto one cartridge or disc or whatever it may be um and it's going to include those three new characters the survival mode which now lets you actually customize your character after every round so you, you you're in these little arenas like a boxing ring or a, a, an egyptian temple you know i think it's done in the matrix sense where you get sent to that area you you fight off a, a a swarm of bad guys then you move on to the next one but every time you move over to the next one you can upgrade your character whether that be a new move set or, or weapons we'll soon see but um uh, you you go on as long as you can basically yeah. and what's really cool is that the the like combos and moves that you unlock in survival mode actually carry over into the main game so if you are playing max and you you feel like you're going too slow you can then use the upgrades that you've picked up in the main thing so yeah. we see some crazy combo stuff going on in in the uh in the new trailer and it's uh where where you can just like tie things together removes things like you know frame times um you know makes them a bit more uh contracts them a bit so you're just faster as a player and it just looks like a hell of a lot of fun. I, I know that. I, I know I'm going to get a lot of time out of this. And yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not the mode that I, when I when I look back at the classic Golden Axe and and even like Streets of Rage Two, we had the one on one fighting mode and all that sort of stuff. There were never modes that I played ever more than just a, oh yeah, that works. And you know, I never really played them too much, but. I, I'm more interested in being able to configure your character throughout the game and add those new characters in. At the end of the day, this is $7.99. I sound like I'm selling it now. Like This sounds like such yeah. an infomercial. Um, $7.99 for like the whole DLC pack. And I think that's pretty decent. When you compare that to what a new character will cost in a, in a, in a, in a Smash game or something like that, um, plus you get all the, uh, the survival mode and everything else, I think it's a pretty decent um uh, uh, uh little package there for seven dollars ninety nine which i'm assuming will be about five pound ninety nine i guess oh easily like well it's 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 consider it sold for me you know i'm just i'm just waiting for it to come out which is july 15th if i remember mm -hmm. rightly yeah so Something like that. um definitely oh, yeah. on oh, this on this like white on rice for sure there we go but uh yeah it's uh 
it's good and bad because now I'm going to be buying hopefully one, hopefully one more collector set of this game. I'm I love limited run, but please don't <laughs> limited run make another <laughs> one as well because I really don't want to have to buy two more collector sets. I don't want five versions of this game. But imagine, no, six, but imagine if that was the Adam and um, new guy, uh, whatever his name was, um, Adam statue to go with uh, Blazing Axel. Yeah, yeah. Or a Mr. X statue where it's just a brain in a jar. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pretty, pretty, pretty hardcore. Well, there you go. Hey, it's happening and um, we're excited. Uh, and yeah, like I say, there is actually a physical edition happening now. So uh, there you go. There you go. Keeping it Sega. Um, and uh, for people that are watching, you might not want to watch this if you cut suffer from motion sickness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, guys. And. Lucky for you, because after this podcast, uh, for people that are listening to this, make sure you get on over to Twitch and watch us live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. UK time, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I think that's right, isn't it, Grizzly? Yep. Right. Um, I'm actually going to be playing this live. First time reaction as well. So Sonic Generations, do you like that game? Oh, I love it. It's yeah. one of the best uh, 3D Sonic games, for sure. Possibly the best? Possibly. I mean, take nostalgia out of it. I love Sonic Adventure, but um, this is probably the best 3D Sonic game. Um, uh, I don't know about that. I'll go with Colors on that one. Colors was good. I, I, I never really caught hold of the Wisps for me, um, but I, I was more into this. But it, regardless, this didn't. This wasn't the... Uh, Re-Res did a video on this recently, and he nailed it. It isn't the best 2D game. It's. I actually think it probably is the best 3D game. It is, um, yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it, it's still a fantastic game. It's really, really good. I've got a beautiful collector set with this. Actually, it comes with a little kaleidoscope thingy. But anyway, um, someone's modded it, and uh, we're going to be checking it out uh, afterwards. And ah, nostalgia nerd says he really enjoyed Forces, which makes one of us. So um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't get past the first level on Forces. I need to give it more chance. I really do. Someone's uh, modded Sonic Generations. We'll check it out afterwards. But like I say, if you're you get motion sickness, you might want to watch. You might not want to watch. Oh, explain what we're looking at here. Uh, so, yeah, for the, for, the, for the listeners at home, this is Sonic Generations, modern Sonic, so you know what to expect if you've played the game, uh, played from the viewpoint of Sonic. And I'm not yeah. talking about, like, fixed camera in front of him. These are his, This is his eyesight. Yes. So when you somersault, it spins when you do the uh when you do the the stunts you see what he sees it is an absolute head f um i'm looking at it now it's just like i can see what they're doing because i know the first level quite well but it's crazy absolutely crazy and the funny thing is um obviously when he spins the camera just goes insane it's flying all over the place um but <laughs> on top of that when you're actually just running forward uh, again, I'm trying to explain it to the people that are just listening, but the, the, the cameras are actually attached to his head, not just in front of him. And when Sonic runs, just like a normal person, his head bounces left and right. So you're just constantly seeing his head go dot, 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 running forward <laughs> left and right. And it's so insane. Um, <laughs> the big it's question like... is, like, would you ever be able to complete this? I mean, I, I, I would struggle to get past one level and we're going to experience that live uh, after the podcast. but. Um... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people saying let's try this in VR, but I genuinely wouldn't um, advise that because I think it would actually kill people. I think there would actually be yeah, genuine injuries from this because it is 
you, if you if you're just listening, you have to see it. It doesn't make sense. You need to know these levels back and forth, uh, from back to front, even to be able to actually get anywhere in them. Because as I'm watching this, every so often I'm like, oh wow, he's grinding now. Uh, you know, how did that happen? You know, it's so fast, um, but it at the same time looks so intriguing. Yeah, it can't, it it does look cool. It makes you think that if they refined it a bit to make it a bit more playable, it would actually work quite well as a mode. Like, don't yeah. don't make it spin when he jumps. Just uh, make it like a fixed thing. Um, sounds, imagine this, but in a chair that moves as well. That would give you so much G-force. It genuinely would kill you. <laughs> it like that, that. That's not me. Like, oh, but it would kill you, or like trying to you know play it up. Like the amount of spinning you would do at that speed, you. Would... You could die, <laughs> you know, which I don't think anyone wants. <laughs> it makes you wonder why they don't use um, use this as the basis for roller coasters. You know, it's lo- we're long overdue, really. Can you imagine a VR roller coaster with these kind of like graphics, this kind of movement? It'd be cool, you know. But they'd have to make it a bit more, you know, friendly to you. It's it's insane. Uh, mm. I mean, I love absolutely love that this 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 happened um uh, because it's cool i mean uh, right now we're looking at the um from obviously the, the the remake of the sonic adventure 2 first stage uh escape from the city as you're actually it just looks like <laughs> you know, there's, there's a snowboard in front of you as you're sliding down it looks i mean i don't know if they've have they sped it up or is this the actual speed because it's so fast. this is the speed with boost yeah um it's mad like you every now and then where the 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 player like stays still where it's just like you know snowboarding down a straight you think oh yeah this is actually quite bearable and this is so cool and then suddenly he turns and then everything just goes mad um or there's a taxi that gets stuck in front of sonic's face and you you see how janky that looks and also you kind of lose the effect of like escaping the truck at the end as well because you can't look back so I suppose you wouldn't want to imagine that right on your ass, but um, yeah, it, it's 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 insane. Hey, Essex Retro Gamer, thanks. Uh, I just checked your Amico video out, by the way. Good channel. Go and subscribe to Essex Retro Gamer on YouTube, guys. Um, and we will be talking about the Amico very shortly. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, from my understanding, it really only kind of works if you're going to be playing in 3D Sonic levels. Uh, it does also kind of work in 2D, but they're also kind of hard and broken it, it it doesn't have the the, the cool open world the effect that the 3d ones uh do uh so if you're going to be trying it which like i said i will be in a moment uh or about half an hour or so um yeah definitely uh it's all about the 3d levels so there you go there you go um it's it's just cool that it happens that the, the sonic modding community never fails to to impress they're they're, they're an insane bunch and uh, i wouldn't have it any other way uh yeah great stuff <laughs> so Moving over to our final topic, which I think is probably going to get a little bit heated, um, especially with the chat hopefully joining in with this one as well. Let's chat about the Intellivision Amico. Now, without trying Mm. to sound too much like a fanboy, I have a pre-order of this, and I haven't removed it yet. Um, But it is quite interesting what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, Did you want to uh, explain, Grizzly? Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Go for it, mate. Yeah, so um, so recently, uh, what people might not be aware of, whenever a um, whenever a game console or a game is being created, there's usually this thing called a developer portal, 
Um, this developer portal gives you access to things like assets, uh, press release material, or in some cases, it gives you the code to actually make the games or the you know the ability in which to upload them via digital means. Um, so what's happened is uh, a journalist from Ars Technica. Um, goes yeah. by the name of Sam Red, has gained access to this. I don't know if that's legally or illegally. Um, it's not really gone into much detail. Um, and they have taken the material that they've spotted and they've posted it publicly. Now, CEO of Active, uh, sorry, in television, um, Tommy Tallarico, who is well known for his musical exploits and the likes of Earthworm Jim, Aladdin, he's basically one of the guys who created the most iconic uh, music from retro gaming and still active today with the video games live tour and various other projects he, he even created the oof sound effect from roblox sorry if that was a bit too <laughs> accurate yeah. um, which, takes, which goes full circle to his global gladiators day it was like mm. and that's the, uh, it yeah beat, that party hip-hop sound yeah um so yeah tommy tallarico has taken umbrage to the fact that sam red has posted this material um and on twitter he kicked off and said that he's going to have to get lawyers involved because all of this is copyrighted material it's out of date it's some of it can be considered a little damaging to the amico as a hardware platform yeah um and uh yeah it's 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 kind of blown up in Tommy's face because people think he was being a bit too harsh or stating that no, um, what the person has done is not illegal and blah, blah, blah. So the question is, did Tommy go too far? It's Tommy Tallarico is, is, is such a, um, I say this in the nicest way. I've got a lot of respect for Tommy Tallarico from like the stuff he's done in the past. He's, 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 he's his name's attached to some of my favorite games of all time from the back in the day. Um, but uh, yeah, he definitely threw his toys out the pram. He's a very emotional. Um, uh, yeah, he, 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 he will jump into any YouTuber that talks about this. It doesn't matter if you have one subscriber or a hundred thousand. Uh, you know, as as is the case with people like Review Tech USA, uh, and even like people like Smash T J T, which are like right on the bottom end of the scale compared to someone like Review Tech USA. Um, yeah. And he would just talk to anybody anybody um and uh, you can tell he's super the passionate videos he, yeah it's i don't know any other company and i know i understand in television's a lot smaller than someone like your sony's or anything like that but even all of the everyone compares it to the ouyar and all these other consoles which i don't think is a very fair comparison we'll get to why in a bit but you never saw any of these companies jumping into these comment sections like that he's so passionate which is a good thing because he's commented on videos that I've done for my second channel, which has less than 5,000 subscribers back then, um, uh, talking when we brought up the Amico. <laughs> um, um, at the same time, it, it, it works against him. He's so passionate and, and, and jumping on, on, on social media. And I think he, he probably went a bit too far uh, in regards to what was going on there. I don't think he was out of line to no. say, like, hang on, this is confidential stuff. You shouldn't... Uh, um, you, you, you shouldn't be posting this and i agree i i've signed ndas i signed one very recently actually for for a project i'm working with with a company if i put that out there i i'd expect the you know legal action to be put up against me i've signed ndas for people like sega you know for upcoming games and stuff in the past and all of these other companies 
damn right like you know <laughs> um uh, uh legal action would be put against me but i know if i did that the oliver twins and sega well i'd hope the oliver twins but definitely sega and stuff would not be shouting about it on twitter first before sending that legal action he's within his right to do it um yeah. and that's not me ass kissing um ars technica kissing um <laughs> <laughs> It's um, uh, he's within his right to do it, but he he's he's so passionate and and emotional. He he, he definitely probably went uh, definitely probably he probably went the wrong way about it. I think he probably definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, there you go. So without going into too much detail, because you know we we do respect Tommy Tallarico, and considering that he's leveled, you know, challenges to. Uh, the Ars Technica team and Sam Red, we don't really feel like, you know, trying to replicate or, you know, ca catch lightning in a bottle here. Um, and also, just I don't understand the complete technicalities of it. We'll talk about some stuff. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, there's, there's a million and one videos out there that goes into the, the hardcore nitty gritty of what was leaked in that. Um, I will give you uh, one channel to go check out. Um, Mad Little Pixel, he's a good channel, um, and he talks about it at length. Um, go and check him out. But what we're going to do is point out the stuff that I think is actually relevant to talk about rather than the nitty-gritty specs. So the, the, the two things really stand out to me, um, and that is in the Ars Technica report, they state that the... The, the the general hardware feels a bit lackluster. It looks uh, it's it's as you can see on the screen here. It's been powered from a chip from a 2016 smartphone, which I feel is a bit unfair. Uh, one it, because it, do you not think it's true? Well, it it probably is true, but the the fact remains that 250 dollars doesn't include just the hardware alone. Mm -hmm. you, you're talking about ecosystem. You're talking about how that develop that how that hardware is pushed. Now, I'm not going to turn around and say this is an alternative to the Nintendo Switch, which is equally an underpowered console in a, in a high-powered market. But I clicked very heavily for, as I said earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's we're, we're talking about something that's clearly put, getting work placed into it. There's a lot more besides the chip or the uh, the the, rem the ancillary hardware that goes into making that $250 price tag. I mean, just getting those things on the water, considering shipping issues out of China or any other country across the Far East, it's very difficult. I mean, we're talking major money for containers, but I won't go into too much into that. But, you know, from my own personal standpoint, that is a big challenge for any hardware manufacturer out there. The other thing that stands out to me is uh, this general idea and this this can be a bit worrying uh, for the developers side is that uh, all games must be below ten dollars now if you were to yeah, make i want to go through the the ten commandments completely actually um, yeah let's get that up mm. yeah let's get that here we go here we go so should we, should we work through them one to ten yeah exactly yeah let's go with that um so for people out there that don't understand what we're talking about, the, the Intellivision has a 10 commandments of game design. This is one of the things. This wasn't this, this was leaked, I suppose, in the Ars Technica thing, but it was actually shown off in, in old Smash JT videos when he was actually looking around the place. And, and they even put it out themselves, I think, back in November on their Facebook page is where I originally got the, 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 the picture. But, um, yeah, these are the, the, the 10 commandments that they put out to developers when yeah. people are developing for the Amico. It's like, um, uh, it's essentially an, a, a much advanced version of, you know, Nintendo, the Nintendo stamp of approval. This is, this is in television's 10 things that a game must be. Some things I agree with, and I'm like, that's quite interesting. Other things I'm like, huh? It's quite and, confusing. 
Yeah, and to be uh, fair, to be fair, it's a lot of these things. If it was Nintendo or Sony coming out with this Ten Commandments in this fun way, I'd imagine a lot of people would be all for it. To be fair, it's uh, it, it's it's a yeah, lot of customer pleasing things here. It it is, but I mean, instantly, number one, every game must be rated E or E ten plus. So, in other words, it must be for for the whole family. Yeah. Um, I, I find that so bizarre. I understand. Um, why he's doing it because i for, for the entire reason i'm buying this console me and my family still do play on the nintendo uh the, the the wii u we genuinely do still play on the wii u it's the only system that's not up here right now of all my consoles because it's downstairs in the living room because me and my family were playing it within the last week playing things like nintendo land and those sort of games so i, I and that's the reason i'm still getting an, an amico because it's going to be filled with those types of games yeah um but at the same time i don't see any reason as to why there can't be a simple uh, uh password or whatever a password system for the adults to to to, to be able to play a, a as a, a wii u as an example that came out of nintendo land and zombie u you know <laughs> yeah i don't really i i feel like instantly they're they're they're, they're, they're cutting away from the people that could um one of uh, publishers that uh, sorry developers that would want to develop for this system um because Z zombie u is such a perfect example of how to do an adult game on a system that's for a family um and i find it just so bizarre that he would put that yeah. in there i understand why again and maybe it's to, to keep the shareholders happy but it is a, it's a well, very very bizarre i don't know it, it reads a bit captain planety doesn't it you know where you get the the well-meaning um conglomerate trying to appeal in some way i'm not saying that tommy, tommy is that it's just a little side joke on my part um i must be rated e or e10 plus i mean that was the whole idea of the amico it was a hand family console where it doesn't have the external um challenges of like censorship it's just supposed to be a really easy thing for all for everyone to get into now in terms of rating, I don't really know what an E10 Plus really accounts to. How far can you go with that? I'd imagine it'd be something like Ori and the, and the Blind Forest, where you get, like, you know, basic fear, like spiders and what have you. But um, other than that, it, it is somewhat limiting. Um, that, that's a seven. I was just looking to see if it went up to 15. So that, that would be yeah. our that, that would be our version of E10 Plus, I'd imagine. It's yeah, I mean, it's a seven or 12. I get it um, because, like I say, the, the system is marketed for a family, uh, but not every member of a family would buy it. Um, I, if I didn't have kids, I would still be interested in getting this because it's a good Wario game and watch, uh, you know, we wary sort of uh, system. Um, but at the same time, you, you you still see zombie shooting games on phones and stuff, and mm -hmm. I can imagine those games working on this type of system. Um, it's just so weird that he would he, he would limit like that, but. I was going to say I yeah. understand it. I don't. I don't understand why he would do that. Uh, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I've uh, just seen. Uh, just seen a comment here, uh, Mr. Lolkins. Kids mm. eventually go to bed. Adults eventually want to chill out. And that, that's a very yeah. That's a really good comment. To be fair, that's a really good example of why you would want to open it up. However, I don't think Tommy's in, under any of the un, any illusion to suggest that the Amico will be your primary gaming console. Maybe for people who only want, you know, age rating ten or below. But right. to be honest, I don't. I don't believe 
for a second that this will be a primary game console in most people's collections or it, it won't setups. it won't it won't but there you go there you go but uh moving on to number two every game must be playable with very little instructions i again I, that's great great policy great policy it it is um i it's it's still putting barriers up I'm happy because these are the games I'm going for. But again, it's still putting barriers up. It's... I feel like this system is made for for, for, for indie developers that want to experiment uh, with, with, you know, with games. The, the games that I go for. Um, and I always remember back when I actually talked about it in my Pilot Wings Complete History video. There was an insanely clever um, uh, modder, hacker, or whatever you want to call him, that, that flipped around the Wii, the original Wii, sensor bar, so that you're holding the sensor bar, but the actual controller was under the telly, and it looked like you was in a 3D space. I, I mean, you start doing weird things. It, it, games end up becoming more complicated, and the, the one of the big draws of the Amico is that controller that has so many different weird, cool functionalities and when you start adding weird different things, it instantly starts moving into the realm of becoming a little bit complicated for more advanced games. And I don't understand why you wouldn't, why, you, why you'd put that barrier up. I almost feel like it's a bit of um, one of the commandments that will probably get ignored a yeah, little bit. I've, I think it's one of those things where, you know, you're always going to have some basic instruction, but... I can see where this is coming from. Essentially, I believe that Intellivision have looked at the Wii, um, the Wii remote, and gone, right, so when people first saw the Wii remote uh, and they saw the videos of what you can do with it, they didn't see a controller. They didn't see a button-laden device. Um, with ba you know, It's baffling to think about if you're a non-gamer. They saw a bowling ball they saw a sword they saw a baseball bat they saw right if i hold it in this way if i swing it this way i am playing baseball and this is the kind of thing i feel that the intellivision guys are going for they want oh, they are. Good, the, the, simple the, the original play is without a doubt the the uh, the, the go-to benchmark for the system definitely mm. definitely it's um yeah, uh, without a doubt. But then you, you still get complicated games on the Wii. You get your bowling and everything else, but then you actually get really good complicated games on there as well. It's um, so yeah. There we go. I mean, I understand yeah. why he's writing these things, but I feel like it's that they are definitely putting barriers up. I'm hoping these are more. Yeah, not there are a bit more guidelines. If I'm honest, um, but yeah, we'll go. Number three, every game must be balanced to allow players with very different ability levels to still have fun. But why? Why does it have to be? Why does my kid still have to be able to play a game that I can play? I understand in the sense of something like Breakout, um, I will be able to go further and I'll be able to play levels at level 20 compared to his level 10 or whatever it may be, um, which makes sense. Um, but there will, I, I want there to be games for adults as well. Not, not, not. Not the the vast majority. Mm. Yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 some of these commandments really do stump mm. me. It, it's so, quite bizarre. So every game must be balanced. So again, like... I feel like I'm playing the good cop here, Slopes, so I've got to say. But um, I, 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 like I, I see at the beginning, I still have my uh, my order down because I, I do like these games the, these, these, the whole family can play. Like I say, my Wii U is literally plugged into my television downstairs. Um, 
and this is the system I'm buying those games for. But at the same time, why, why, why does it only have to be those games? That's my issue with it. Uh, even yeah. if I'm not going to buy those those bigger ones, like why can't there be a zombie U esque game for this system? Um, so the, the way the way I see it is the balance to allow players with different ability levels still have fun. It's that it's like uh, programmed handicaps. It's like playing golf and then noting that someone might take a few more swings and then just giving them the ability to get through the game. Or the best better better example is things like rubber banding and Mario Kart. Nintendo have been doing this for years. Yeah. They've they've been trying to make sure that little brother doesn't get left behind in the dust when bigger brother, who's had five more years worth of experience in life to play Mario Kart, um, that doesn't completely trounce them every single game. So I I don't see any problem with that. Um it's it's just leveling the playing field, and I feel like that's important to a family competitive game as opposed yeah. to an esports competitive game. Yeah, and and like I say, the games I'm going to buy for this are going to be the games that those three categories will uh, will definitely be related to. You know, um, Moon Patrol and what have you. Um, but I just don't understand why they can't go further. Uh, if if a developer come along with a good idea. Uh, no, sorry. So you've got to take the blood off that character. It's, it's weird. Uh, number four. Every game must be uh, must rate 7 out of 10 or above on Intellivision's quality control scale. Good thing. This is the most worrying thing for me, actually. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> because uh, quality, scale, quality control, control scales can mean two things. One, bugs, which I'm, I'm getting a feeling that this is the one thing you're saying this is really good, that you want them to be able to iron out bugs. Secondly, no, I was actually more like to the point. Well, yeah, obviously, I want to make yeah. sure bugs are clean. Um, thankfully, on new, newer systems, it's kind of especially for a system like this where it's going to be download only. I know they've got this whole RFID thing, but mm. you're going to be able to upgrade these games, so um, that's fine. But more for me, it's more the fact that I just want these games to be good. Um, and uh, from, from, even from back in the original NES, hence why the Nintendo did well in America, as everyone knows, is because they had that Nintendo seal of quality um and uh i just see this as an updated version of that so if they are being yeah. picky about what's on the system and they're making sure that all the games rate seven or above in their eyes um i see it as a good thing you know yeah well that's the thing who grades it circle and that is right on the money of where i was going to go with this one um what if the person who's reviewing it i mean does it come down to like whether they like the game do that whether they think it's a good fit for the amico no i i don't think it's down to the fact of i don't you know i don't like rts mm. games so therefore i'm going to rate this down i don't think it's going to be down to that i think it's just more the fact that it needs to be a, a good game yeah. um yeah. and, and that... uh, yeah i think that's just it i i, I who, who's doing it i imagine the the the, the, the game i'm, I'm forgetting getting the right uh the producer of the game um uh, or at least the producer the, the way sega would send producers in you know to to make sure comic zones to a certain level and whatever else i'm just throwing mm. random examples here. i'm assuming there'll be a similar type of thing put here I, I don't know i'm spitballing but i'm guessing yeah a seal of quality only means so much i mean quality is subjective at the end of the day sure they you can have games with series and series of bugs but like with cyberpunk there are fans of that title and, and, it, and to be fair, like most things on this, so I'm interrupting this, just like most things on this commandment list, they're so vague. You instantly went down the route of making sure that the game's not very buggy. And I instantly went down the route of thinking that the game needs to be of a certain quality level uh, in regards to its gameplay or, or hmm. you know, its overall quality. So yeah. neither of us really know. It's just 
But spitballing, you know? Yeah, it's fake. Completely. Every game must cost less than $10. I don't see it too much of an issue. It might put off some um, uh, publishers, but I can understand why that one's on there. Yeah, um, I don't see that as being unreasonable. I mean, it's the Android model, isn't it? Um, For this system, that works. Yeah, and it really sets expectation. If you pay $10 or less for a game brand new, as soon as it comes out, you don't expect much. And that's what the Amico seems to be mostly about. And that sounds really harsh, but you're talking about games which are like single screen platformers or, you know, very basic um, indie type things. When ones you can pick up and play, forget and move on. Um, and that's what the $10 price bracket's all about when it comes to a home console. Well, both me and you, we play new games, but you know, our hearts with that, that retro, those retro games. And yeah. it's, it's the way games have advanced over the years. Uh, Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3 on the Mega Drive were games that cost the full price, 50, 60 quid, or whatever they were due to inflation or whatever. Nowadays, Streets of Rage 4, which is arguably a much more fuller game than what those were, I, you know, obviously, I still prefer 1 and 2, whatever, but that's a budget game. You know, that's a 25 or even 20 pound download game. Um, so expectations are put forward. I mean, the, the Intellivision is going to have a hell of a lot of uh, games that are like Snake and like Pong and, you know, all these other games. Yeah. Um, if, if, if any of those types of games come up as more than 10 pound, then yeah, that would be the ultimate ripoff. But those are the sort of games that I'm going to a system like this for. Uh, and therefore, yeah, I... I less than 10 pound it's the right price point for a system like this um like i say it might put off a few developers but hey hey ho um, be honest those are the kind of developers that i don't think tommy's really looking for to be fair so he's he's kind of setting that expectation and saying right low expectations so yeah act yeah, accordingly every game must support the official in television controllers i mean that kind of goes without saying um, yeah it seems a given yeah yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't uh, exclude anything there. So exactly. Uh, number seven. Every game must be two D or two point five D. Three D models okay, but no free roaming three D models. That's really odd. It's so odd. It that is. Uh, I, I can only imagine that Tommy was sitting in his like in his in his Spider Man filled shrine that he has, and just like. Yeah, actually, you know what? No 3D ones. It's like, what? Why would you put that barrier up? It's, I understand that this, because of the now we know the specs of the system, it probably couldn't handle it. But if it's a game, but if it's from ten years ago, it could still run. I don't know. I, I wouldn't go and play GTA Three on here, but it could run it. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's so weird um, that it added in there. Um, yeah, that seems I like mean, a personal it's, it's preference. Is, I like two D games, but it's yeah. so weird. <laughs> It's like it, it. It kind of reads of like personal preference. I know that the 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 shiny guys had a lot of issues going into 3D when they um, when they first did it. I know it, it led to great things like MDK at the end of the day, but you know it wasn't smooth sailing. A lot of companies struggled back when 3D was new. But I don't know that that really does read like you know personal preference. I mean. What they expect? I, I, what's, I can imagine him saying, I, I, "And by the way, I don't like card games. No card games on here." Like, it, it, yeah, that, that sort of mentality is is really, really strange. Um, but uh, but at the same time, I can understand his headspace when he wrote it because of the power of the system and 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 the audience he's going for. Um, 
Free 3D models okay, but no free roaming free. It's world. almost as if it's thinly veiling a hardware limitation. I I gotta say it because it's the only thing the reason I can think of that that, that this is on there. It's as if to say, don't even try it. It's not going to work. That's all I can think of. Does anyone yeah. disagree? <laughs> a Bubsy 3D port. Oh God, no. <laughs> What I think of, and I'm going to forget the name of it, and maybe you can look it up or tell me if I'm wrong, but there, 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 there's a Sonic mod, uh, or a Sonic um, uh, Doom uh, uh, mod, um, and a game like that would work, but is it not allowed? Do you know the one I'm on about? We talked about it in um, a, 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 a podcast several podcast ago it was just this 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 3d sonic world that this sonic um character uh, sonic fan game maker had made and it was stupidly big um and it was like obviously a 2d sort of parappa the rapper sonic sprite running around a 3d world robo blast there we go that's it yeah and that i can imagine that not only suiting this this model uh of, of the intellivision amigo uh, that type of game, obviously not that particular one, um, but at the same time, um, being able to run on that system. Um, but is it not allowed? Because it's kind of a 3D world. It's, it's very weird. It very, very, be. very weird um, commandment there. It could be because he doesn't see a reasonable way that the, the games would work with the Amico controller. And as we know, games oh. must support the Amico controller. That is a very good point. Although... Technically, it should work because, from what I understand, the, the 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 ring side of the controller can also work as a D-pad type thing, and then on the other side, the, it, it's a touchscreen screen, so you've got your buttons there. And uh, Michael Towns is Doom not allowed? Is that an E or E10 game? I don't know. Super Starfish? Super Noah's Ark might be. We might be able to ring this. We might be able to wing this. <laughs> yeah, Pico need to get involved and get all of their licenses they brought up and put it on here. Oh, anyway, that, that, that's that's one that. I think the first one we're solid agreement on. Number seven, very strange. Um, number eight, every game must be an Intellivision exclusive. Even ports must be unique in some way. Now, a lot of people hate on this topic, uh, on, on this commandment. I, I don't have an issue with it uh, out of the gate. I do see this one. Let's, let's live in a world where this Amico really does blow up for some reason I, I don't think it will but say it blows up to the level of uh you know like even we you sales or whatever and then eventually other publishers start getting interested and want to put their their games onto the system you know their, their lower end games onto the system their indie games that you find on steam and the way the switch has done so so well with all of the uh uh th th those one or two generation old games i i, I find this very strange that um, tommy wouldn't want to have those on there eventually once it's picked up steam and hopefully if it does pick up steam like i said i don't think it will to that level but in a world if it does i think that that would be a great case uh, a great way to put these games um as long as like you say they work with the controller but i haven't really got too much of an issue with the fact that things ha everything has to be exclusive um i know it's a gray area because right behind me uh here we go coming back this is fox and forests for the Nintendo Switch, and that's one of the exclusive games coming out for the Amico with a, 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 a reskin and, and slightly changed, but it's the same game. 
Yeah. And that's what he's classing as an exclusive. And he, he's already gone back on that a little bit and said that um, uh, if a game has a slightly different angle, uh, character or something, I don't know, that makes it exclusive for this system, I suppose the same way that Tekken Tag Tournament 2 is exclusive on the Wii U because it has a Mario level. Yeah. I we're talking about kind of where they're going. We're talking about skins or art cards here. This is nothing to really get worked up about. I mean, if people who've uh, shopped at GameStop in America or Game in the UK know exactly what this kind of exclusive model is, and that is literally just an extra download code when you pre-order the game. It's their way of saying this is exclusive. Please don't ask for us to price match this against other retailers because ours is different. In reality, it's not. It's the same game with some accoutrements just to make it somewhat fresh or different. Yeah, um, you can play a Zerg in the PlayStation 3 version of Toy Story 3. But yeah. Not, you know, like, but that makes it exclusive to the Xbox 360. <laughs> Yoda and Darth Vader in, um, in Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur 4 comes to mind. Yeah. Out uh, of 4, was it 4? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, in re- in reality, it doesn't really change much because you can buy those characters, the the alternative ones. But it's the same game in essence, and I I can't see why people would get too worked up about this. If anything, it's a reason to own the Intellivision. Yeah, the I, I, it's one of those things that every it's, it's out of all of these commandments, it's the one that everyone runs to and really gets hated on. Um, but I kind of don't care. For me, it works because I want to play. Earthworm Jim. Uh, I'm such a big fan of exclusives anyway. That's why I've got issues with the Xbox when I own a PC. Um, You know, I've got a PlayStation 4 for the exclusive. I've got a Switch for the exclusives. um, And uh, I've got a PC for the Xbox stuff. And annoyingly, that's why I don't have an Xbox Series X. Um, So I like the idea of there being an exclusive Earthworm Jim game and this new random Echo the Dolphin game that they're doing for this system um, that's going to work from the ground up for those controllers. I've got no issue. I, I see that they're sort of going to lose a little bit of money themselves by not having Sega run along and chuck on Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2, and 3 like they do with the Fire TV stick and random tablets and whatever else. But hey, like for me, owning a system that only has exclusive games on it uh, is going to be a good thing in my eyes. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no reason to be like upset about that one, I feel. And I know people will pick up that I've said that. I understand not everything is a 100% exclusive. I'm not an idiot. I understand that a lot of games that are going to be on there are going to have a character in this which makes it exclusive. But for the games that I'm interested in, the, the, the proper exclusives, which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah. Yeah. Nine, no in game purchasing or DLC. Um, okay. Yeah. Um... Some people might feel like it's a bit backwards, uh, but to be honest, I very rarely buy DLC. I know we talked about Streets of Rage 4 oh, yeah, and the and what have you, Street, yeah. but honestly, that's one of the few games I would even consider it for. Um, the other would be Risk of Rain 2. I think it's a good policy to have, especially when it goes with that family thing. The last thing he wants to do is be caught up in a scan um well in te- television wants to do is get caught up in a scandal where the kids spent too much money on buying gems for that fish game that we saw <laughs> shark, you know. shark yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> just just keep it simple buy the game once and focus on buying more games as opposed to uh buying you know shinier gems for that one game i feel it's a good policy it's uh, it's weird i mean 
kids are growing up in a DLC world, and for Intellivision not to do it, I, I, I'm sort of in the middle of that's really noble of them, and that's a bit stupid of them. Um, because yeah, even though I've got a kid that that um, uh, has picked up on a few DLC things in the past, I was I was literally chatting to a friend that has I think a, a, about a seven or an eight year old. And he was so excited about getting a blue costume for his Portal Knights character um, on the PlayStation 5 uh, for, like, whatever it was, 90p or whatever. Um, and I do find it weird that they wouldn't go in that route. I'm not saying that I, I, I approve of this method, but it is the world we're living in. And I just feel like they're, they're going to lose a lot of money by not doing it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sort of sitting in the middle of, like, that's a really noble thing for, for them to do. But whoa you're, you're you're cutting away a massive loss of your money there um yeah considering this is a system that um as an example as an example you, you you get like i don't know a an uno type game if i could pay one pound 99 more and and get uno rummy as an add-on mm. why wouldn't you give me that option um you know, like um, I, I can imagine, I, I had I had Carcasson um, on the Xbox 360, and I, I, was it Carcasson one of the one of these board gamey ones? But it was an extra one pound or so to get one of the little expansions for a board game. So it would be really quite weird that they wouldn't add that 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 in-game DLC sort of stuff to that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, as as Michael Town says, they could sell the DLC as another ten pounds. So maybe maybe they're thinking down that route, but I can't imagine they are with with the mindset they're going with this. I think being noble, which is a good thing, but I do think there's probably a bit more to it than yeah. The, the main thing out. is it's, the main thing is going to hurt is the developers really because it, some people some developers you know whether it's true or not they they rely on the additional revenue they get from in-game purchasing. A lot of these games are being built with the mobile mindset in mind, especially being less than $10 each and need to be balanced and, you know, very little instructions. I mean, that, that reads like mobile phone app games. Um, <clears throat> I, I, yeah, it's the in-game purchases are, are important to keeping those things, you know, relevant. You won't see free to play stuff on this console. I don't believe that. No, and and it, it's it's weird because when people think of DLC, and before people hate on me for saying that some DLC is good, there's there's a difference between loot crate DLC and, like I say, a, a couple of quid expansion to a board game that this system would be absolutely perfect for. Monopoly, obviously they can't do that because that wouldn't be exclusive, or maybe it would. I don't know if they had a different uh, design board. Monopoly for a fiver or ten quid on this plus a couple of extra to get the Star Wars board, it makes sense. So there's 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 a difference. Um and it's it's a it's a, it's a bold move, uh, a bold move to take. And it does make me think that I think some of these commandments might get broken almost out the gate a little bit. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. On to finally number 10. Um every game should try to incorporate local multiplayer or two player mode if possible. That no is so why put that in there because it doesn't mean anything if possible okay well it can't it's a one-player game okay <laughs> I was, i've just moved it down does that mean earthworm jim's going to be a mini game collection because that worries me <laughs> <laughs> that number 10 absolutely means nothing every game should try and incorporate uh, incorporate local multiplayer or a two-player mode if possible 
it, it, it can't. Okay, then. It means nothing, the Tenth Commandment. Yeah. I mean, that's like saying, uh, would you kindly make your games, I don't know, um, you know, just can you, can you make your no, games less than $5? You know, we should ab- absolutely try to make them as cheap as possible uh, so we can sell as many as possible. It's just not going to happen, is it? You know, you're gonna have you're gonna get single player experiences, and to be honest, it's a weird thing to put on a list written by a guy who's working on a very famous single player game, which a lot of people are looking forward to. Yeah, what was the last two player from Jim game that you played? Yeah, um, Clay Fighter sixty three and a third, I think it was. Um, yes, yes you did get me. You did get me. I was like, he ain't going to be able to name one, but he did. He did. Very well done. Yeah. Very well done. <laughs> you out retroed me. Um, it, it almost feels like. Yeah, that'll make it 10. <laughs> 10 commandments. You can't call it the nine commandments. Yeah, it, it's, it's a weird list. Like I say, um, they're the 10 commandments of the television, Nico. Now, even though I've had my... It might sound like I've been on a bit of a hate rant with it. I totally haven't. I am actually very excited for the Intellivision Amico. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are skeptical and don't understand why people like me and, and actually and, and, and um, uh, Grizzly as well have these things, have the Amico pre-ordered. Now, I'm a bit of a unique beast in the fact that I've got a, a retro gaming history channel and a lot of the stuff they're putting out for this, um, regardless of whether you agree with the quality or not, are sequels to classic retro games. So it's right in my wheelhouse. But take that out of the equation. Uh, before I had a retro gaming YouTube channel, uh, I still had um, a, a, an obsession um, uh, with those types of games. Uh, when my friends were playing Call of duty S games for their Xbox 360, I, did, I had a very small Xbox 360 collection because I was buying uh, Xbox Live games. Xbox Live was such a turning point for me. Like, I, I, that, I, I fell in love with that, and I just feel like this is an, a, an Xbox Live-only type console. Um, or for, for, for those types of, you know, those, those miniature-type games. And when I looked through the list of what games are coming up for it, for me to be able to make it a worthwhile purchase, um, there needs to be several games that make it that make me want to actually uh, buy the game as exclusives for that console. Hence, why I don't own an Xbox Series X. Um, when I look back through the the games that are coming out, obviously you've got an Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim's one of my all time favorite games. Absolutely adore that game uh, and the people that worked on it. Those original people are back working on a new Earthworm Jim. Why wouldn't I, as a hardcore Earthworm Jim 1 and 2 fan, not be excited for a new Earthworm Jim? That alone sold me the console. But on top of that, you've got a new game from the developers of Echo the Dolphin, Breakout um, from the developer of Bit Trip, um, uh, the Bit Trip series. Like, that is pure gold to me. I, I enjoy basic games like Breakout. Um, I spent a hell of a lot of time on that new, well, it's not too new now, but the the Space Invaders um, Space Invaders breakout game um, that was uh, I had on mobile phone originally, and now it's actually on the Switch. Uh, Astro Smash is a, a, obviously a sequel to the original Astro Smash. That looks fantastic. Night Stalker looks oh so good, similar to a, a Nintendo Land game. As I said, I've got a Wii U plugged in downstairs, which is... We've been playing Nintendo Land with last week. Missile Command looks fantastic. Moon Patrol looks great. Skiing, Battle Tanks. These all look like very mini games, but these are the games that I like to play. Battle Tanks, um, even Pong. And now the cool thing about Pong 
this Pong looks a little bit more advanced. There's not really a lot you can do with Pong. But hey, no one was kicking off when we um when you bought when you spent whatever the amount of money it was for the Wii Play. I know it came with a controller, uh, which had a it was essentially had Pong. Um but I, I played that so much. I really did. Like, you know, drinking yeah. games, having friends over, you know, and, and now I've got kids. You know, I can see us playing that. Um Snafu is um snake for four players it's so basic and i understand why people are saying these are just mobile games uh, you know and i'm like that's fine and but i like playing those basic games with my family and snafu and even on my own and and snafu looks like a lot of fun and the one that everyone's excited about cloudy mountain obviously that's one of the ones i know the least about but it looks great a fantastic example is on the Wii U, one of the games that goes for a lot of money now, because obviously certain games are starting to rise up in price now, is the Wario Game & Watch games. And these games um, look like single pieces from that Wario Game & Watch. It was bare bones, that game. Um, almost to the point where you cannot call that a, a, a game, really, because there's so little in it. But if you take out all those little segments of Wario Game & Watch, that those are the games that you'll find that look like they're on the Intellivision Amico um and uh yeah uh and uh, they have a a mind game called brain jewel uh coming to the amico yeah that's um uh the one that's a comparison to the uh the nintendo brain brain games aren't they uh and yeah for people that are into that i can understand why you you, you get into that so there, there, there's definite strange because I've, I've never known a console lead up like this for for a launch it's it's very bizarre uh the way the way the way tommy acts i love it and at the same time i'm like come on tommy what are you doing um <laughs> um and if there are genuine delays with these controllers you can be damn sure i will be making videos about it as well and there'll be a nice kick scammer video on it and uh, yeah hey it's, it's being funded on fig i can turn this into a kick scammer episode i'm more than happy to when it's all over, but what you're not going to find me do is speculate on how shit it is when we don't know, and all we do know is yeah. that there, there, there's games on there that I'm genuinely excited about. At this stage, if the console works, um, the way it's being presented, and those games are on it, then it's going to be a worthwhile purchase for me. When I get it, if it's got horrible lag, and it's just unplayable, and it breaks in like after 15 minutes of use or whatever the, the issue may be, then yes, expect a kick scammer episode based on the Amico and I'll have no issues doing that. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and hate on a system um, when it's got games I like the look of. And uh, it, it, I've got no reason to believe it won't play nicely. Um, yeah. There we go. Rant so, over. so for my, my my standpoint is very similar to that of Dan's. Um, I don't feel like it's fair to start talking trash about a console before we really know or have actually seen it in people's hands. I mean, I know I did something similar to the Atari VCS, but I can smell I can smell a uh, you know rotten egg before it hatches. If you get what I mean, yeah. But with the Amico, it's it's slightly different. I mean, initially I was like, oh, I'm not too sure about this, but you see the passion behind it. You see respected industry veterans building together this piece of hardware. And I know how that's ended up in the past. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to imagine that the Ouya never happened. But when it comes it's, to the. Amico, I hate people comparing it to the Ouya because the Ouya was based on its tech. 
uh, it was all based on its tech. It was it was obviously a cheap system that you know people can play around with mm. and blah blah blah. There was very few um, uh, exclusives for the system. There, there, there was a there was a castle crashery type game. I can't remember what it was called, but that was like the big one. Um, and that's now on other systems, obviously. Mm. Um, but uh, there was nothing exciting to play. And yeah. like I've just rattled off like ten games that I'm probably going to buy, like definitely going to buy. So, so the, and, and instantly out of the gate, that the, this is in, different than the Ouya in that regard. The biggest thing that gets me from this compared to the Ouya, I'm going to do it one more time, Dan, one more time, um, and that is the Ouya was a system that's very much the same kind of ethic as the Amico, but it was targeted towards a hardcore audience. The 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 Amico is completely the opposite of that. It's not built for the hardcore gamers the you know the kind of gamers that are on youtube currently uh slagging it off because they feel like what what is this crazy device that's only built for you know e10 or below or you know it's it's for the family it's not why is it not for me i feel like that that's the the anger that's the resentment coming from it it's not for me why have you not built a console for me i love games therefore this gaming console should be mine it should be for me i i i'm not i i disagree with that approach entirely i feel like the amico is being built for a specific purpose it's being built as a almost sanitized um gaming device for the family gamer um a gamer that's conscious about the media that their children are consuming and they want to have good wholesome family fun in the same room together and you can see it in the 10 commandments that's exactly what tommy tallarico is aiming for and the intellivision crew are aiming for and it's just a case of whether that's going to be successful or not and i feel like it's well worth giving it a college try and seeing how it how it fares off not every gaming device out there needs to be for the gamers it just needs to be a fun practical except fun practical piece of hardware that ticks the boxes it's aiming to tick and i feel like the amico has the opportunity to do that it just needs to get a bit more of that um that appeal in terms of like how it's seen yeah I, i'm just seeing the, the the stock footage uh the stock photos with them holding in it's loads of companies do it unfortunately i don't think the amico did it too well <laughs> it's um it's it's why i'm loving and that's why I'm loving this system. It's just so. Why would you do that? Why would you do? That? It's such an interesting, interesting story. Um, the, 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 everything leading up to it. It's it's really, it's really bizarre. And um, yeah, I, I love it. There, there's John Al, Alvarado, I believe his name was from the uh, Bit Trip guys. Um, yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm excited. I am excited for this system. Um, I'm not jumping on all the hate. Uh, I know that. Um, he does bring it upon himself. I'm hoping he was being true when he did the whole um the, the the when you move it left and right, it was going the wrong way. Oh no, I put it upside down on purpose to annoy the trolls. I'm like, but mate, you're showing off a system yeah. and you're doing stuff to wind up channels with and I'm not trying to degrade anyone, but like three thousand, four thousand, five thousand subscriber channels. Again, I'm not degrading anyone when I say that, but these are videos that are going to be seen by the masses. Why would you just do something small like that to wind up small channels? It's a very bizarre thing to do. And when he does stuff like that, and um, it's, it's, it's almost like 
well, mate, sorry, you had it coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, like I say, if that's true, if that's true. Um, and uh, I understand that some of these games are very, very like the stuff that you find on Flash consoles. I mean, I mean, I remember seeing things like that when I looked for a sizzle reel recently. I mean, the stuff that you're seeing on the screen now, there, there's like Care Bears games, Sesame Street games, and they honestly don't look really any different than the subscription service I've got for my uh, son on his Fire tablet from Amazon. You know, the, 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 the same games that you get on BBC properties for kids shows or whatever. Uh, but I don't care because I'm not going to buy those. The ones I'm going to be, I'm interested in are all the ones I've talked about and hopefully more after it's come out. Um, there we go. There we go. Yeah, mm. let's not demonize it before we know. Let's wait till it comes out. Very much like the the other the other topic we were talking about earlier in terms of like, uh, you know, just forget which one it is now. Sorry, uh, yeah, just just wait and see, guys. It's 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 like the the Switch Pro all over again. We don't really know until it's out, um, or until the information is actually announced by someone who is from the company. So, um, I'll be I'm very curious to see how this goes. I hope I wish the I hope the launch goes well. Uh, it's a shame that this happened with Ars Technica. Sorry, going right back to the topic. Yeah, now. no, that, that, that's what this uh, was on. Yeah, this is what it was originally based on. Yeah. Yeah, um, it is a shame how the reaction to the Ars Technica thing comes. Do I feel Tommy went too far? A little. I feel like it shouldn't have been done on a public forum like Twitter. And at the same time, can imagine tell... myself getting that angry if something like that happened. Yeah, um, and he's he's every right to feel angry, but you know he's he's running a company. He's in he's yeah. heading up in television. He's trying to release a new console. He's right in that launch hype cycle. If there is one for the Amico. Um, and it's it's just the wrong wrong way to go about things. Do it behind doors, and I'm sure everyone can work out amicably. And then, if there are issues with things like the information being shared, try and and if if the information is wrong, um, as Tommy claimed, prove it. That's all he needs to do. Do it yeah. under your own steam. Do it within a measured response. Don't shout on Twitter because that gets headlines. And the last thing you want is negative headlines around the launch of this thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like I say, it's definitely worth waiting for. It's an incredibly interesting system. He's doing stuff that other people haven't done or especially haven't done for a long time if we're going to be comparing, uh, comparing it to the Wii. Um, unfortunately, you know, hate does draw the subscribers when it comes on, on YouTube a little bit. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's the way of the world it's the same as that switch pro every switch pro video is guaranteed to get 100k uh <laughs> but i wait till it comes out wait till it comes out and i like i say um if it comes out and it is a broken on arrival system um we'll, and, we'll, we'll and, call and, it out yeah yeah i'm happy to call it out and as it's been crowdfunded, expect a expect a uh, kick scammer episode on it for sure. But my God, I just saw Breakout there. Breakout looks so that good. looks sweet. Yeah, that looks <laughs> so so good from the guys who made um uh, Bit Trip. Like and um, th th those are insane games. Get ported to every single system because they're so good. And the next one he's doing is for the Amico. So I'm well up for it. Well up for it. If it's a console um, for with Geometry Wars and nothing else, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's why I bought a 360 in the first place. I didn't get a 360, and then I saw my friend playing Geometry Wars. I was like, whoa, I need that. So, yeah, there you go. But anyway, I think we've talked about the Amico enough. Um, we're excited for it. I think that's that's fair to say. We're keeping our um, 
expectations in check um and um we're willing to to drop the dough to see if it's actually uh as good as um what we're imagining it to be yeah and uh are we, uh, boys, uh, sorry i mean are you i i am a little bit of, of of tommy um but at the same time i will say unlike a lot of the other tubers i've never actually spoken to the man so he's never convinced me in that sense but if 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 this wasn't Tommy Tallarico, I'm going to throw a complete wild card out there, and it was someone like Shigeru Miyamoto out there uh, that has made a lot of games that a lot of people like, and he was making a new console. Would people be behind it if it was in the exact same position? Yes, they bloody would. I I love the games that Tommy Tallarico and the Earthworm Jim team have made in the past, and the fact that those people are involved with this making an exclusive. Um, yeah, that initially definitely caught my caught my attention, and there's a lot of people that are making stuff for this that I I, I personally respect. So I'm gonna uh, um, I'm I'm willing to. I don't even think gamble is the right word, but I'm definitely willing to put down the money to see if it's uh, if it, it to, to, to see if it all works out. Yeah, let's give it yeah. a go. Let's give it a go. Yeah. I just saw Data East come up, so I'm happy. Yes, absolutely. There we go. And I think we'll end the podcast there, shall we? Yeah, that'll do. Thanks for listening to Slopes Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch. If you want to listen in live, the next recorded episode will always be on Tuesday night at 9pm UK time and 1pm Pacific Standard Time. As stated, if you would like to be on a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And finally, if you have any news stories for me, then feel free to drop them in the dedicated room on Discord at Discord gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slopes signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time